goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. So what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to another episode of the Triple Option Podcast. And today we are here to react to the divisional weekend. How are we doing, Tom? How are we doing, Dom? What's up, guys? So uh, I'm very like we'll get into that game probably last because we'll go chronological order. But I'm very upset about the Bills losing um, as a fa- or as a a Bills future holder of the conference and the Super Bowl back when they were 500. I should have cashed out. I should have cashed out. Um, they were the only favorite, right? Yep, to lose this past weekend, um, which which is a shame. Which is a shame. But we'll get into that one later. Um, we'll we'll basically just kind of kick it off with the Ravens Texans game. Um, do we? There's really no other notable news before this, right? Like I think Antonio Pierce was basically getting finalized or is finalized as the new Raiders He's head coach. Now. Yeah, I don't think we have any other confirmations as a head coach. I think Belichick took another visit to Atlanta. I think Harbaugh took another visit to the Chargers. Um, I think Brian Callahan's name has come up a ton as well. Um, But yeah, uh, we don't have any other head coaching signings. And I think we may actually get the greatest podcast of all time between Antonio Brown and Chandler Jones, if you guys really want to be more informative about the NFL. Um, But uh, we had the Texans go to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore ended up winning 34 to 10. Uh, they were a pretty large favorite going into this game. Lamar Jackson um, had himself a day on the ground. He had two touchdowns rushing the ball. It was pretty close at halftime. Uh, Ravens ended up winning 34 10. Like I mentioned, they're going to be getting a home AFC championship game against the Chiefs next Sunday. Um, and yeah, what were I guess I'll throw it to you, Tom, first. What were your thoughts on this game? Um, pretty much as expected. Well, I guess you thought maybe the Texans were going to cover, but yeah, what were your thoughts on this game, the first one of the divisional round? I did think the Texans were going to cover. However, this game is probably the least surprising that it ended up in a blowout because the Ravens, <clears throat> again, Lamar hadn't played in three weeks, and people thought they may be rusty. The Texans are rolling. They just killed the Browns. But I think we may have discussed it on our reaction. I think Dom might have said maybe in some Browns defense because he was a futures holder. Um, there were still two pick sixes in that game, and if you were to take away those, you really can't do that, but... They don't. It's not as bad of a blowout as we originally looked at it like that. The Browns still didn't play a great game, but the Texans are not like some you know 20, uh, 2007 New England Patriots that just are going to steamroll everybody. I think the Ravens blowing them out at home is really doesn't surprise me at all. I thought they were going to cover for sure. I thought they were going to lose by you know maybe like seven or eight. That nine and a half spread would be a pretty good number, but Lamar is honestly. Uh, no shade on him for his MVP. Anybody threw shade on him for his MVP run, saying somebody else deserves it? I don't care. That team is like a machine, and I think they are going to be looking really good against the Chiefs next week. Yeah, um, I mean, you brought up the MVP thing. I don't know if I like to play devil's advocate. Or I don't know if it's a Steelers fan in me, but I don't think he should have been like the complete lock to an MVP. I know he was the best quarterback or the best player on the best team. 
Um, but if you look at like pure statistical numbers, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he outplayed Dak that much throughout the regular season. But I totally get him winning the MVP. I don't know. I don't, that could well, be I, me being a hater. I mean, literally just from this weekend alone, if you take him off this team, the Ravens are severely worse. I mean, he accounted for all four touchdowns. He he was the leading rusher. He passed very efficiently. Like he did play a great game. I mean, Dom, if you he take any like significant, game. if you take any good quarterback off a team, they're probably going to get significantly worse. I'm sorry. Okay, I, I mean, but honestly, when... actually, let, let me stop you there because there was a time about a couple years ago where the Ravens having Tyler Huntley as their backup, and some people were saying that Tyler Huntley can would be the best backup that you could have. And he made the he's Pro not Bowl. That much worse. Was, I was going to say, was he a Pro Bowler or was he not? <laughs> he was a Pro Bowler. So <laughs> people were saying that he's not that big of a dang over Lamar. I'm sure not many people, but it was it, it was a decently large narrative going around the league for, I think, the 2022 season or 2021 season. But Lamar, and he played significantly better than another quarterback that was highly considered for MVP throughout most of the year who put up a stinker that we'll get to later. But... Um, I'm all on the Lamar train. I think he fully should have won that award 10 times out of 10. And yeah. There you go. Just while we're talking about quarterbacks and just, like, their stat lines, um, is it time that we have a conversation about C.J. Stroud? It feels like that's what everyone wants to do nowadays. Just say a quarterback's name and let's have a conversation. I mean, C.J. Stroud quietly had an awful game and no one wants to talk about it. Now, I'm not ripping him or anything, but the Texans scored zero offensive touchdowns. They had one punt return, which is their only score. They could not run the ball at all. CJ Stroud wasn't really great passing, and it just like kind of got like breezed over, like no one cared. But when we get to some other quarterbacks later on that had mediocre games or bad games, they were fully ripped to shred, uh, ripped to shreds, completely like broken down. And CJ Stroud, for whatever reason, kind of just gets a pass. And again, I'm not trying to like to attack him or anything. I just think it's weird that no one's talking about his game specifically. Yeah, um, I I can see that, but the thing with Stroud is. I think I know who you're talking about, and I feel that his expectations are much higher due to what is around him. Stroud is a rookie who who won a playoff game already on a team that no one expected to be good, and they went on the road against the best team in football. So I think if there's any situation where it can get glossed over, although I I think, you know, he, he, he didn't play great for sure. I think, it needs, I think it needs to be mentioned, just made people aware. Um, but, you know, I don't think... People expected much more out of the Texans. I mean, they could get blown out, but they lost. They expected to lose by ten, basically. If that's what Vegas did, they're on the road, and they really not had no business being there. But were surprising probably ninety eight percent of football fans by being in that game in general. So, yeah, I was gonna say it's like a Mike McDonald like masterclass here. Like it's like you're going against one of the best defenses. Shot did not play good in this game. Neither did the offense. But yeah, you're playing with house money at this point. The fact that like. You go to pretty much our preseason previews. Like we all thought, the Texans were going to be at the bottom of the the AFC. Yeah. Nobody expected them to be playing in mid January. Yeah. So, well, that that's what everyone said though. But expectations change over time. Like CJ Stroud's going to win Rookie of the Year. He was phenomenal last week, and this week, just no one wanted to talk about him having a bad game. And I guess has he already built up enough stock where either people want to just say, "Oh, it's a one game sample," or has he built up um, enough where they're saying, oh, "We don't care about this one game." Like. I feel like it's getting glossed over, but again, the Ravens just fully dominated that game. Their defense was insane. Their offense was insane. So 
I know they were overmatched. I just felt like it was weird it wasn't brought up at all. I don't know. I think it's just because he's a rookie. And um, I also don't think, like, we'll get to them in a little bit before I mention that. But I don't I don't really think we need to rip any quarterback into shreds after this weekend um, in general. Because all these quarterbacks that played this weekend are pretty good. And you'd be fine with them on your teams going forward. Because there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. And I will happily say, as like a Steelers fan, I would kill it or have any of these quarterbacks that played on Saturday and Sunday on my team next year instead Even of Kenny Pickett. Even Baker. I mean, he's better than Kenny Pickett. So, I mean, maybe you I wouldn't be out of Baker. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe not, like maybe like not for Baker. Like you're, you're really going all in on Baker. The, the gap is that big. I mean, Baker well, was what? A top 20 quarterback? Did the Steelers quarterback even sniff that? Maybe Mason Rudolph on the final three they, weeks they had of the season. They two top 35 quarterbacks. Yeah, honestly. I don't even know if we can consider. 30, 35 stretch. <laughs> ah, no, maybe Kenny was top 35. I mean, Mitch wasn't. Mitch uh-huh. might have been the worst mm-hmm. quarterback this year. No, Kenny was definitely top 35. No, I said two some... top 35 quarterbacks talking about Kenny and Mason Rudolph. No, no Mitch yeah. could be. He could yeah, be yeah. on the Toronto. He could be on the Toronto Argonauts for all I know. Yeah, he's not good. It, it, it's uh, we don't need to talk about the Steelers. Um, so yeah, convincing win for the Ravens. They're going to the AFC Championship game where I believe they're going to be around I think three or two and a half point favorites against the Chiefs. So they're obviously going to be favorited one seed at home. Um, so the next game um was probably I guess it was the second most entertaining game this weekend because the Sunday night game was probably the most entertaining. But you had the 49ers play down to their opponent in the Green Bay Packers. They ended up winning 24-21. They did really nothing offensively um, in the first three-ish quarters. Um, They did score in the third around like kind of halfway mark. Uh, They scored 10 points in the fourth. They opened as a 10.5 point favorite. Um, And yeah, they ended up winning this game. Um, I guess we'll get into the Brock Purdy discourse now because it's obviously been a topic of the discussion. I think, I don't know, man. I I really don't think we need to grow Brock Purdy that much. Obviously, people don't want to like give him props as that he's a top five quarterback in the league and he's not but did he have a top five quarterback season yes he did um and he did what he had to do in this game obviously they should have won by more points but i don't know i was gonna say he didn't turn the ball over but he should have but that's just what happens in the playoffs man it seems like people just drop interceptions all the time i don't know which one of you guys want to rip into brock purdy i i don't really feel the need to but i don't know the four is your guys if you want to actually rip into him no, Dom, I I'll, I'll give you the floor Dom. i know you're a big brock purdy guy yeah, like, I don't want to rip into him because I've been defending him all year. People on Twitter and online and on all of, like, the news networks were ripping into him for having such a bad game. And I will admit, he played awful those first three quarters, but he then went on to lead a game-winning drive without Debo Samuel. Uh, they were trailing in the game, and they were against a defense that was statistically in the top 10 for the past, like, two months. And people are just acting as if he's, like, the worst quarterback ever. And I just don't understand, like, there's no medium. Like, yes, he played awful the first three quarters, but when it mattered, he became prime Tom Brady. He led his team to a win. Like, I don't understand why there's no happy middle for everyone, and there's only focusing on the negative, saying, like, he's not a top, not even top five. Like, people were saying he shouldn't even be, like, a top 10, top 15 quarterback, which just blows my mind to say that when they still won the game. He led the game-winning drive, and I don't understand, like, just the amount of hate that he gets. Yeah, um, I mean, I do agree with your point. There really is no, there is no happy medium for pretty much anybody um, on any sort of social network or news network or anything. But I think if you say he's top ten, like I don't think anybody would argue with that. Like some people may have him seven, some people may have him twelve. I don't know. So, if you if you dig deep, if you dig deep enough, you find people just tearing him to shreds. No, no, no. I'm sure, and there's people tearing everybody to shreds. So at the end of the day. But I do think, like, he, he was already under a microscope because he's already, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He's on the Shanahan offense. He's on the one seed. He, he's just going to have all the spotlight on him. 
Um, it kind of exactly the opposite of what Shroud is at this point in his career um, in terms of like expectations. But he did put up a stinker. But I think plenty of people put up stinkers in playoff wins and they get away with it. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give him a uh, a a pass. But still funny. Too. Yeah, I I mean like. It's it would have been like I feel like more of a pass a little bit in this game specifically if he went up against like the Bucks and had this exact game because the Bucks defense is actually good like the Packers defense is not good whatsoever and I yeah I think we could pretty much all agree like if you're reasonable that Brock Purdy was a great regular season quarterback this year uh he didn't play his best game here but he led a game winning drive for them and that's what they needed um and I don't really think like I don't really think he had a terrible game by any means like he did what he needed to do and like with this team where he's got stars on the team you get the ball to them and like you mentioned Dom like Debo got hurt you have the best running back in the league like who cares if he goes off for 100 yards and two touchdowns like he does every week like why should that hurt Brock Purdy um so yeah I don't know I'm I, I don't really think we need to hate on Brock Purdy this much for this game now if he has a stinker against the Detroit D next week then we can have maybe a little bit more of a conversation that he's not maybe in that top seven or like flirting with that top seven then like there was a debate at some point in this year um but we can talk about jordan love though who had a pretty good game he had it's funny though because he played very well he made some really good throws in the first like three-ish quarters and i don't know if you guys saw on twitter earlier in that day with the brett Favre vikings interception um where it was like Mm -hmm. that whatever uh nfc championship game that was in the late 2000s and he threw that terrible interception um against the saints and Jordan Love kind of made a similar pass like it was like kind of off the uh off the back shoulder like just throwing it um into the middle of the field into like what was it like triple coverage uh and then Dre Greenlaw who's honestly a comedian every time he picks off the ball because he never wants to go down and he's just constantly running it and it's just so dumb um but yeah he maybe has the worst aware a worst awareness after an interception it was so bad like as someone just sitting on my couch I'm yelling at the tv for him to just go down like he's trying to run around make a play like you're a middle linebacker. You're not making the play you think you're going to make. Like, just go down already. Yeah. He had both the interceptions, right? Yeah, which is yeah. crazy. Because if you think, if this game, just hypothetically, if this game was the Super Bowl, Dre Green lost winning Super Bowl MVP. Like, that's just, that's a crazy thing to say. I know. When was the last linebacker? Was it Malcolm Smith? Um, yeah. Von Miller. Miller. I guess Von Miller maybe got it right. Oh, wait, yeah. Those. No, Von Miller. Yeah, it was the year after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you want to say Von Miller's edge, because they're all just made up nowadays, but... Who was the yeah. one other linebacker that got it too? I was Maybe looking it... at it earlier today. Um, it was just um. Was it just Vaughn and Malcolm Smith? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just them oh, two. Because okay. the last. Because we got a cup, last... we got a cup and an Edelman in there like non quarterbacks, but yeah, every, of the last twenty Super Bowl MVPs, I'm pretty sure it was five receivers, two defense, and then third. Would that be thirteen then? Yeah, thirteen yeah. quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like the Packers definitely exceeded expectations this year, at least with that Cowboys win. I think like they could have been looked at as a playoff team with like the expanded playoffs as like a seven seed is probably where people had them like targeted, not to win the division, but maybe could sneak in. I mean, I wasn't high on the Packers going into the year. Um, so I'm not gonna act like I am or I was, but you know what? They had a good season. Um, they gotta definitely help out that defense. But you know what's good? Like they I mean they're gonna pay love, but he'll at least be somewhat so cheap next year. We'll see who's their running back, but they have a bunch of cheap receivers, which is yeah. nice in tight ends as well. Did you see the Jordan Love report that they're going to make him one of the highest paid? Like, they didn't say we're going to give him $40 million. Like, they specifically said in the report he's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks. No, which, I didn't see like, that. How, how much do we think he's getting and where 50. do you think he falls in the ranks? Like, if like is 50. he going to get 50 a year? Like, that sounds insane after one year, but is that possible? I mean, Jalen Hurts got that after one year. No, Two... He got like, after no, two. No, Jalen Hurts was really good. He was really good. He was better than Jordan Love was, though. But he had the one good year. 
And um, I mean, Jalen Hurts almost won MVP last year. Yeah, and the year before what they lost in round one to the uh, or in wildcard weekend to the Bucks. they lost to the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, base salary next year, like, oh, wait, this is twenty twenty four. So next year for or for twenty twenty four, I guess, like Watson's making forty six base, Kyler's thirty seven. Uh, well, the restructuring is also going to mess with this, so never mind. Um, what I'm looking at here, so cap hit like Dax at fifty nine million, Watson sixty three, Mahomes fifty seven for Watson. Murray's 51, Stafford's 49. Do we think he tops Daniel Jones' money at 47 million cap hit? Probably, that's, right? Like, he's better than Daniel Jones, I'd say. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's it, Honestly, spin zone. Maybe the Giants made a really good decision by giving him that money because okay. now every quarterback who needs to get paid, <laughs> their agent uses it as leverage saying, you're going to give my guy less than Daniel Jones? No way. Give him way more than Daniel Jones because he is good and Daniel Jones sucks. So maybe... They added the Jones contract in two years. They reset the entire market unintentionally, and now they can draft a quarterback and have a quarterback on a rookie deal while all their competition is getting paid 50 mil a year. Do you do you think the Giants have that much forward thinking to pull that off? No, because Brian Dable's a horrible coach and I hate him. Dude, in 2027, the cap hit for quarterbacks, Mahomes is number two at $59 million. Lamar's going to have a $74.5 million cap hit in 2027. It's That's all kind made of insane. Lamar? Yeah. yeah. And well, it's probably going to get pushed back again, and it'll probably get like cut in half. Dude, Russ is still going to have higher. 53 million, but obviously that'll get restructured, or he'll get cut. Dude, why are they going to cut him? Oh my god, they're going to have so much in dead cap. I'm just looking at Russ now. $85 million in dead cap. Yeah, if they cut him, I think it's idiotic, unless they do truly want to just fully reset and just like throw next year away, because that's what they'd be doing. Why don't they... Tr- I guess nobody wants to pay that contract, right, to trade him. No. Damn, that's that's insane. Um, yeah, maybe if it had like one less year on it, because you got to pay him for basically four or five years. Yeah, it's wild. All right. Um, so we'll get to the Bucks Lions game. This game um was pretty entertaining. Uh, Dom, you can kind of get into the ending of like what you thought about that. But uh, the Lions were six and a half point favorites. They ended up winning thirty one to twenty three. Um, Mayfield had two interceptions. He played a solid game. Uh, probably not as good as he did against the uh the Eagles, but still a talented game nonetheless. Uh, Goff did what he needed to do, and uh, Jameer Gibbs, man, he's just like an efficient as hell runner. Monroe had a good game, um, and yeah, we're gonna see the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game, which is pretty dope. That's crazy. That's a crazy statement that you. I know, said. right? Haven't said in our lifetimes. <laughs> For on, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like this game was honestly very, very good. It was competitive the whole way. It ended as a one-score game. Um, they went back and forth early and. It kind of honestly felt like the Bucks maybe could pull it off because the Lions just seemed to just slow down and weren't able to pull away, which would have been crazy if the Bucks could have. Uh, maybe they could have at the end. But Baker, I mean, he played his heart out. He did as much as he could. And while we just were talking about quarterbacks, it sounds like Baker's getting over 40 mil next year, which is another crazy turn event turn of events considering – I don't even remember. What did what did Cleveland get when they traded him to Carolina? Like, it was a second – Oh, so they still did get something deep. All right. Wait, I wasn't sure how no, low. Hold on. It might have been less. I feel like it was less. Darnold I think was the second, second was Darnold. Uh, conditional fourth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so they literally dumped Baker for nothing. Then he got shipped to the Rams for nothing. And now here he is taking Tampa to a division win, second round of the playoffs, and he's going to get $40 Pretty million. Dollars. Like, yeah. that's a crazy turnaround for him. And Jared Goff just keeps on. He just keeps on winning, too. I mean, his first... I think year or two in Detroit was kind of rough after the trade, but he's really turned it around. And I mean, the fact you, I already said it, but the Detroit Lions being in the NFC Championship game is crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess the Rams technically won it because they t- they won a Super Bowl, but oh, yeah. the most, uh, that's oh, the yeah. most win-win trade of all time, though. 
Yeah, Lions I mean, like, it's, it's crazy that golf, golf is gonna, could have a chance to go to his second Super Bowl with two different teams. They, um, I forgot what the official stat was, but I think it was quarterbacks to take their team, quarterbacks to take two teams to AFC or NFC championships, and it's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner, uh, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, and Jared Goff. That's those crazy. It's like, that's like, just oh, such a rant. Just the random list that Jared Goff makes, but I mean, he, yeah, he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. He's one game away now from the Lions, so uh, it would be pretty crazy. Damn. I remember like mid-season, I think it was after they lost like a game or two in a row, like uh, maybe it was two games in a row, um, that people were talking about like, when are they going to draft the successor to Jared Goff? He can't be the franchise guy because next year's his last year under contract. I feel like this playoff run alone earned him an extension. He's going to get an extension easy. Yeah, because he's a he's, he's a unrestricted free agent next year. He's a cap hit of thirty one million dollars. His base salary oh, is twenty one. Like, like twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Yeah, he's he's probably still young. Yeah, he's got five more. Yeah, solid, he's gonna solid get. Yeah, he's gonna get a five year deal. Yeah, he'll probably get five years, like two twenty. Yeah, dude, he got he's on a four year one thirty four. The September after they went to the Super Bowl, which is a sick deal for him, because then he like kind of stunk the bed after that too in in L A. Um, before before I get into Todd Bowles, one other thing I want to talk about this game because Jameer Gibbs has just been playing insane, and I don't remember if it was Todd McShay or Mel Kiper, but they tweeted after the game and they were like, "Oh, remember when everyone mocked me for saying uh, Jameer Gibbs was a good draft pick? Like, are we are we still celebrating a running back getting drafted twelfth after? <laughs> like, I, I like don't get me wrong, he's playing phenomenal, he's playing great, but like that just seems so weird to me that like." At the end of the day, I guess it wor- it worked out for them. They're playing great, but do we still like think it was justified? I don't know. It's funny. I mean, he's a victory lap are... somewhere, and he's he needs contact so content, so he's got a victory lap. People are loving the, the uh, their draft class, but they were the most like clown draft class after like day one and day maybe day yeah. just day one. My sure. I mean, Campbell maybe he's got good scouting. They knew Jack Campbell really good, and Brian Branch, fantastic day two pick. Branch and Laporta second wild. So I so, mean, yeah, they're gonna be good next year. So for yeah, Todd Bowles it. now, did you guys see what he said in the interview after the game? No. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to put the clip in. If you're listening, you'll hear it. I'm going to put it in here. He's taken the Detroit Lions to a sense their fans have rarely heard. For the second time, the Lions are one win from making the Super Bowl. About 3rd 12, Goff Neal, about 36 seconds left in the timeout. They already had a field goal and lined up, and it would have been about 12 seconds left on the clock to end the ball game. We weren't going to come back from that. No sense of prolonging the obvious. I don't know how a coach has that little awareness. Like, you have a timeout. They First of all, the line screwed it up. Like, no one's even mentioning that. Jared Goff took two knees with, like, 15 seconds on the play clock both times. And then Todd Bowles with 35 seconds left. It's fourth down now. He can take the timeout and force a field goal, which it would have been a 48-yard field goal. I don't think um, Michael Badgley is, like, an elite kicker by any means. Like, he easily could have missed that kick. So Todd Bowles just pocketing that and then saying, just saying how it's a foregone conclusion they're going to lose blows my mind. I don't know why no one... Is t- Mike Tirico didn't even mention it. I watched the whole post game. There was not one mention of it. I don't understand how he can keep his job for next season after that one, after that one mistake alone. Yeah, that that's crazy here because not only is that obviously awful, but 
it's the playoffs. Why are you not playing until that clock hits zero? I bet you every single veteran, and probably every player, but like more so the veterans on that roster, they do not want to play for you anymore. They probably think you're a joke. And I think he would, I, I, if I was Mike Evans, I'd be like, get me out of here. And I've seen a whole bunch of people say, well, the timeouts are relevant because if he, if he took the timeout after first down, the Lions could have just kneaded out all of the way. Okay, but he didn't take it after first down. He didn't take it after second down, and he didn't take it after third down. Like, they could have kept the game alive for 35 more seconds. I don't understand how he's that bad. Like, when he was the Jets coach, he was awful, and now he's been in Tampa, and he's, I mean, he's been hanging around as a coordinator, and I guess they just keep winning the division, so who knows? I guess they'll keep him again, maybe, but that blows. If I was actually a diehard Bucks fan, I would be furious at Todd Bowles for just mismanaging the clock like that. Yeah, and also... Of Todd Bowles, but we are going to talk about bad coaching. I've said a couple times Dan Campbell is a very questionable head coach. That's almost just as bad as him for doing that and not knowing how to manage that clock than it is for Bowles to let him operate as if the game was already over. That's just my opinion. I think both coaches were horrific in that in that standpoint. And I don't know if that's <laughs> Dan Campbell so much or Jared Goff just being unaware as well. Like they but, you, both, but as a coach, you need to yeah, you, scream in that headset and make off not do it again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because, yeah, he did it twice. So after the first time, it should have been like, all right, like what are we doing here? You got 15 yeah. more seconds to kill on the play clock. Uh, I'll, I want to ask you guys, who do you think out of the Texans, so like these three teams that got eliminated, Texans, Packers, and the Bucks, who has the most wins next year out of those three teams? Texans, Packers, and Bucks. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. It's tough. Well, the Texans get a second place schedule. The Packers get a second place. No, te- Texans won. Texans get a first. Yeah. Oh. Which is gonna be tough for them. I guess they all. Well, Bucks get a first place divi- or first place schedule as well. Yeah. Packers. Packers get a second. I'll say, I'll say the Texans just because, like, this was peak Bucks and they still went nine and eight. I don't know how much yeah. more this team can really. Yeah, I think improve. they regress a little. And Definitely not the Bucks. I think the Packers, if they do pay Jordan Love an insane amount of money, might hurt them a little bit. And their running backs right now are questionable because we don't know who's under contract. I feel like the Texans have enough of a foundation for them to build upon their year. Plus, they play they play the Titans twice next year, so that's probably two wins also. And the Jaguars also kind of aren't very good, but they'd probably be better. And the um, blanking on the 14th division. Oh, Jaguars, Titans. Colts. They are. Colts. Oh. The, Colts, the Colts should be... I'm not much better than they are now. They can easily split with the Colts. They can easily split with the Jaguars. They can pull out four wins in the division <clears throat> very quickly. So, but I don't have the schedule in front of me. I think if they played, if they were played the same exact teams, I think the Texans will win more games than the Packers. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. Who's winning that division next year? I guess it's the Falcons. It's got to be the Falcons if they well, get quarterback. And whoever wins the division could just be eight and nine or nine and eight again. Like, exactly, you have to be crazy. Yeah, because um, just talking about the Bucks' future. We already said Baker's a free agent. Mike Evans is a free agent, which a lot of teams are going to want him. He will... I mean, I don't know if he'll be the number one wide receiver available because of age, but he's going to be in a very high demand, so that'll be something interesting to watch yeah. as well. Godwin didn't get extended fully, right? He got tagged as well? No, he he got like a three-year deal. Oh, so he did like, get extended, not, okay. Yeah, but it wasn't like a crazy extension or anything, yeah, but I think he's probably got two more years if I had to guess. Yeah, um... All right, so yeah, it'll definitely be interesting, and um, I, yeah, you assume Baker's going to be back. Uh, so the final game was like the marquee matchup, Chiefs-Bills. For the third time in Josh Allen's career, he has now lost to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Uh, this was a winnable game for Buffalo. 
Um, I mean, there was some... Uh, this game was kind of all over the place in the second half with the DeMar Hamlin fake punt, and then they get lucky on the McCole Hardman touchback fumble, and then they have a chance to win the game. There's the incomplete to Stephon Diggs, that deep ball. There's the incomplete to Shakir in the end zone. I believe it was Shakir. Um, I, I could have been Sher- uh, Sherfield. I forgot. I think it was Shakir over the middle. Um, I think it was Shakir. And, yeah, and then there was the play There was a deep that. ball to Sherfield that got dropped. That was a dot. Was that... What, what was the one? Was Diggs the one in the first half? Then what? Who was the one no, like Diggs, the dot at the end? Diggs was the one at the end of the game when it, it was, was the end of the game. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a little was... underthrown, but like it was also like fifty-five air yards. So like, yeah, he he aired that thing out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like how and much then, how much more could you really expect to do that? And, and it was a rocket. Yeah, and then he it was an incomplete on the next pass. He kind of like threw it away a little bit. Nobody was open. <laughs> Tyler Bass misses the field goal wide right. Uh, they still had a chance to win or at least get a stop. Excuse me. But then uh, Pacheco just got a first down basically in two runs, and the Chiefs are back to their sixth, I believe, straight uh, AFC Championship game. Uh, Every single year of Patrick Mahomes' career that he's been the starting quarterback, they have made it, um, which is just kind of incredible uh, that they're there. And yeah, we have the Bills once again not even making it to the Conference Championship or just losing to the Kansas City Chiefs, which just seems to be a reoccurring trend. Um, I don't know what you guys want to talk about first. More the, I guess the Bills have been the hot topic because the whole Josh Allen um, debate has been on Twitter, even though this shouldn't change him as being the second or third best quarterback in the league, but people will find a way to say it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a believer in when you have a guy who's a gunslinger like Josh Allen, there's going to be times where he, like, people are mad at him for not hitting digs on that under route and don't it secure in the end zone. Mm. He got bumped by one of the linemen, and I don't care. Shakir was open. He's made that throw before. He made that throw in the playoffs against the Chiefs before. That's that's the throw you want to make. You are an aggressive quarterback, and that you've been with that your entire career. If you have Daniel Jones, yes, you make that you make the play under to Diggs. But Josh Allen is going to win you games by playing like that, and he's going to not lose per se, but put you in bad spots because he doesn't just take the safe route once in a while. I'm fine with it as um, a, a someone who was just watching Josh Allen. And I honestly think like, the way he plays is the most aggressive probably of anybody in the whole league. So I'm totally cool with him 99 times out of 100 doing what's textbook the right thing. So that's fine by me. Dom. So last week I was blown away that Joe Flacco had 13 rushing yards in the playoffs. I'm even more blown away that DeMar Hamlin had two rushing yards this week. <laughs> what were the Bills trying to do on that fake punt? Like, fourth I and think... five, would you rather do a fake punt with DeMar Hamlin or just say, Josh Allen, here's a fourth and five, go get five yards? I think to his defense, there was 10 men on the field for the Chiefs. So I wonder that's if it was like That's an even worse then. That I know. actually makes I... it worse. <laughs> so I wonder if it was like an audible at the line of scrimmage realizing that and like, then maybe you call, but yeah, I can't believe they ran that play. Well, because he treated might... like a freebie, so he's like, I might as well try and get some yards here. You you yes. might be right because it was an it could have been an audible because one thing that I noticed even before the play Demar Hamlin moved like three times before getting set like he he kept going back and forth which I don't think I noticed at any punt so if I can notice that from the couch I'm sure the players notice it as well so hey, I feel like maybe the doing? yeah like maybe the the Chiefs down linemen and the linebackers that were right there saw him move three times because if I did they probably did that was bad and just the second half in general for the Bills. Like they started the game so hot, I thought the Bills were going to run away with it. I remember being ten three. They were holding the Chiefs um, pretty well on a drive, and I thought the Bills were going to get the ball back, go up seventeen three because they were cruising. And then it just all came crumbling down. I don't, I don't want to say it, but I think the Bills have hit their peak. I, I don't. I think they might just not be built 
to go to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. I think they might have reached all they can reach. I, like, I think I may have to, like, not agree, but definitely keep watching because with contracts like Diggs and Von Miller, I saw a tweet today, like, they're on the books for a lot of dead cap money in the next few years. And like we were talking about before in our chat, how it, it's in the short term, like, the cap isn't real, but it prevents you from... Like, you can still operate. It's not going to be like, oh, no, you're over the cap. You can't walk out and play on Sunday. But it's going to be like, oh, we can't sign XYZ free agents because we have this much dead money on the books for years and years to come. So when you – and then guys like Digtour really declined this last year. Like, he turned into, like, Zach Pascal. Um, And then you have Von Miller, who I think made $20 million and had three sacks. So he's getting paid almost $7 million a sack. Um, That's – Dead weight, almost. Yeah, I, I'm mean, defensive side at least. Diggs was really like, good the first half. Yeah, you can go down. I was just say because Tom brought it up. Just out of curiosity, if you are over the cap, what happens? Like, are you just not allowed to? Like, if you show up on Sunday and your team's over the cap, well, what are they just gonna say you're disqualified? Like, how do, the owner probably that... has to like <laughs> give the NFL money to like offset it, and like well, the, the Saints are going to. Millions out of his pocket. Yeah, the Saints were eighty million over the cap this year. I mean, like this was basically the last year of Josh Allen's rookie contract cap hit, because um, it's going up. It's forty-seven million, fifty-six, fifty-two, forty-five, yeah. forty-one. Um, Diggs's contract is massive. Von Miller's, like you mentioned, is massive. They got to pay Dawson Knox fourteen million dollars next year before they can get out of that. Um, the old line is getting old, and um, I don't know, man. I don't and know. Oliver like Leonard extension, didn't he? Uh, Oliver did get an extension. Yeah, where he's gonna be making twenty million dollars. Um, we'll see if they bring back like Leonard Floyd, who had a good year. I think they still can. Obviously, they drafted Gregory Rousseau. Matt they Milano did have a, too. Yeah, and, and like Trey he got, White. He might, Trey White might be gone now though. Yeah, and they also, had a t- Rasul Douglas was he drafted in twenty twenty? If he was, then he needs to get paid. Uh, he's got to get. He's under contract next year, and then in 2025, he's a free agent. They're probably gonna want to extend him. He was drafted good. in 2017, yeah, because he spent a little bit of time in uh, Green Bay before Buffalo. But he, um, I don't know, man. It's gonna get tough. They're gonna have to pay a lot of guys. Uh, Gabe Davis is gone, probably most likely. I wonder. I mean, I think they'll be back. I think they could still. I wonder if they'll be the favorites to win the division. Um, once again, I mean, like they're gonna make the playoffs next year, but like, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. And just because we've already talked about it, but. What do we officially think about Stefan Diggs? Because I personally don't think he's back in Buffalo. Just yeah, because I think he's going to be in Dallas or who's else. trading? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder who's going to trade for him now. Just because they, they had they so him. much drama last off season, and Tom mentioned he fell off a cliff in the second half. I don't like. I feel like he's going to want out now. But and nothing's I mean, changed. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's really changed. And I mean, I think Tom. I think you also said it last week. What's going on now with Sean McDermott? Do we think he can stay? Or because you guys were both talking about him possibly getting fired, and I mean. I mean, now's the time to do it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have the to do it game. now. You can't do it in the middle of next season. Then you're sending the clock back another year or two. But I feel like if it, I mean, like I guess they weren't going to fire him today. But you got to do it soon. Like Belichick could get picked up. He's already had like a or like these teams have had like a few weeks head start over the Bills. So like it's now or never if they're going to fire McDermott. I don't think they will. I think they would have done it today. Um, so they could try to like maybe convince a Ben Johnson or Harbaugh or Belichick. But it I don't know because Diggs Diggs I don't think will get cut I mean they could cut him in 25 but yeah I wonder what team with cap is going to want to acquire him I mean maybe maybe a team like Chicago's like F it let's let's pair him up with DJ Moore let's get him with Caleb Williams I mean that's a possibility because they have they have have cap space like but like yeah like does does Diggs want to go to Washington I mean Buffalo could just send him there send him to Carolina (laughs) yeah right um 
But, like, yeah, who's going to be the Bills receiving? I assume they're going to look to target one in the first round or the first two rounds. Um, I mean, dude, the Texans have a ton of gas space, too. That would be a sick team. Colts? Maybe. I don't. I can't see them trading within conference, though. I feel like they wouldn't, like, keep him out. If, you know, I think, I think it just has to be Dallas. Like, it screams Dallas. The problem with Dallas, I know the cap isn't real, but they have negative $11 million right now. Well, yeah, but they're probably going to figure it out. The thing with Dallas, because obviously his brother's there. That's why it's such a big connection. Didn't his mom or his or someone tweet like they don't like Dak? Like, I feel like that was a story, unless I just made that up. But I feel like there was some story around Trayvon Diggs not liking Dak or someone he was associated with not liking Dak. I think, mm-hmm. well, I know Trayvon tweeted that Stefan wanted to get out of there. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, maybe I just completely reversed those two, but I feel like yeah. there was some story around it, but... Um, would be funny regardless the bills have a lot of things to uh figure out yeah and um, yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting for for the chiefs though how are they back in the afc championship game they looked so bad this entire year they even this game they didn't have receivers uh mvs excluding kelsey mvs was the number one wide receiver with two catches rasheed rice only had four targets the whole game I, I don't understand how this offense finds ways to just stay alive and stay afloat. And this was probably the best their offense looked in a while. So the fact they that they're... Now, though. So that's they something do, that we could do. They, Pacheco has looked very good. But just the fact, like, if you don't have receivers and you still make it to the final four, it's just ridiculous to me. I, I don't understand how they're doing it. Good that's coaching, wild. good quarterbacking. Yeah, indeed. Good I wonder, like, they, they might good realize now, I wonder, like... I assume, like, well, obviously Kelsey will be back next year if he... I, there was a rumor that he could retire, but I doubt that happens. But, like, That's maybe nice. now they know that they can, like... They don't need to really target another, no. like, top-name receiver no. in the offseason. They, re- they need a receiver. Dude, <laughs> I know I know Kelsey's probably going to take another step back next year, but you expect Rasheed Rice to take a step forward. Maybe they just need a wide receiver, too. Maybe they yeah. just need a good wide receiver, too. Maybe it's a Gabe Davis. You, I think you need another weapon. Maybe. maybe in addition Kadarius to Kelsey Tony, and Rasheed Rice. Maybe Kadarius Tony takes a step forward. Yeah, anything can happen. Kadarius Tony will be taking a step into the XFL. USFL, if, come on. If you look at like the receiving free agents for like, I mean, I doubt they get Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans, like, uh, Pittman, right? Uh, yeah, but he's probably. I feel like he's gonna get tagged. I like Tegan's gonna get tagged, gonna get tagged in some type Mike of Evans way. might actually leave. Um, like, does this team bring in Calvin Ridley? Does that move the needle, or would they target like a Tyler Boyd? I guess Why not Higgins? Devonta Adams in division, I doubt happens. Yeah, no. But... If if, if um, they would never trade him in division, but if he somehow works, he, he somehow figures out a way to get cut. If he just Antonio Browns his way out of there. Same thing with T Higgins. I doubt. Um, <clears throat> I doubt they let that happen. But between the Bills and the Chiefs, especially the Bengals, not one to give. T I meant Bengals and the Chiefs. Yeah, I doubt that. I, I don't know. Um, I feel. Like I think Mike, Mike Evans is the guy that that it seems like the uh, the likely case here. I don't know if that I would pay Mike. Also, just draft somebody like Xavier Worthy or somebody like that. They could trade up in the uh, in the draft too and wind up getting a wide receiver. They could. I mean, give me give me like Tyler Boyd and DJ Chark and let's call Tyler Boyd's not doing nothing. I don't think I don't think those guys move the needle anymore. Well, obviously they're they're not like wide receiver ones, but I feel like they're better than Tony. They're better than MBS. They're better than Sky Moore. I don't even know if they are because uh, Tony's bad. Don't get me wrong. But at least the upside with Tony, Tony, if you could somehow figure him out, there's no upside at this higher. point. But I, I think the ceiling's already not there. But MVS, like, I think he's just as good, if not better, than how what Tyler Boyd is right now for sure. I, I, don't, I, think, Tyler, I, I don't think Tyler Boyd's really like that anymore. I disagree. I think Tyler Boyd's really good uh, for wide receiver three, and I feel like he'd be a fine wide receiver two. He's going to be thirty though, so that's a knock on him. But I mean, how old is MVS? 
He's got to be like he's probably around 27, there. 28. He's 29 as well. Yeah. So they're the same age. I don't know. I think do I'd rather we, have Boyd. Do we think – so obviously we mentioned it. This is the Chiefs' sixth straight AFC championship game. The current record is eight, which the Patriots literally set in the Chiefs' first year of this record. So it's just been a record that's just been continuing. Do we think the Chiefs will get to eight and tie it, or do you think they get to nine and break it? Or do you think this team will eventually have to fade off to some other AFC teams? I just think there's. I think the Bengals gonna be better next year, and the Dolphins are hopefully gonna be better next year. And I'm not confident the Dolphins beating them. But I don't. I don't really. Know. In theory, they'd be one of those teams. I'd probably say, and they're gonna be the Dolphins, and they could be the Bengals. I just think if they figure it out, Andy Reid. If there's one guy in the league, he's the best coach in football right now, without a doubt. I think so. Mahomes the best. Mahomes the best quarterback, but without a doubt. So they can be in it every year. I think they really can break so, that record. Yeah, we'll get into our um our predictions for next week. What do you guys feel about the Chiefs Ravens game being the three o'clock? I kind of wanted that to be the night game, honestly. I think just because San Francisco probably draws the biggest the biggest uh. Viewership. I just I'm pretty sure it just alternates every year. I think it just flips. Wait, is this? Okay, ESPN it's, has to be tripping. It says lowest it, ticket for the Chiefs Ravens is four oh seven, and then for the Niners Lions it's twelve bucks. What the? It's probably you, like standing room only or something. Oh, dude, what they have? They have the link to the watch party in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's whack. Yeah, you can go to Detroit for twelve bucks and watch it. I guess maybe you can't even get a ticket into. Uh, what are they now? Candlestick? Now Levi's? Now Levi's. Yeah, Levi's. Um, Santa Clara outside yeah. of San Francisco. Any uh any thoughts on these games before we get into the uh, uh the preview in the next episode? Um, I mean besides Debo, I feel like every team is kind of healthy going into this, which is kind of good. You don't have to like you don't really have to look at any huge matchups missing or just any players missing in general. So besides Debo, I don't really off the top of my head. I know the Chiefs lost their pretty sure they're starting safety. Like the first well, play of the well, game. Joe Thune is uh he's and banged th- up. He might play, Thune. he might not. But other than that, it seems like everyone's kind of good to go, which should make the games better. Yeah, for sure. Which is exciting. Uh so the Ravens are three and a half point favorites and the Lions are seven or excuse me, the Niners are seven point favorites. We'll get into that um in the next episode for you guys to see. Uh thank you guys all for watching uh on YouTube and listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop a like if you guys did enjoy. Let us know your thoughts on these games uh in the comments below on YouTube. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So we'll catch you guys in the conference championship preview episode and we'll see you all there. Peace.